Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. So happy to be with you. We're in our 22nd year on the air, and this is the program that shows you how to turn your problems into solutions and your obstacles into opportunities and make your dreams come true. And I have on one of my favorite people who has been on my show for years. She comes on a few times a year. And we're talking today about food, fast food, health, business, how do we make it all work and how can we treat our customers, their internal and our external customers in a way that makes people want to create togetherness? We don't always see this in companies. My guest is Paula A. Marshall. She is the CEO of Bama Companies. They make a lot of the fast food desserts, uh, frozen desserts, as well as apple pies and pizza for McDonald's, for Pizza Hut, for Walmart, for many of the fast food chains. And the beacon or the vision of Bama Company is people helping people become successful. And Bama Companies has been uh, in the family business since in the early 1930s, started on her grandmother's kitchen table. She took over the helm in 1984, and now the company is global. It includes Bama Pie, Bama Foods, Bama Frozen Dough, Bama Beijing, and Bama Europa. And she's also written several books. My favorite one is called Finding the Soul of Big Business. And she also co-authored a book with Jim Stovall, which is called The Executive Entrepreneur. So, and that's in a, co- a conversation about how business people can embrace both entrepreneurship and management to succeed. Welcome, Paula. Thank you, Patricia. How are you doing today? Good, good. And we're gonna we're gonna talk today about trends for 2024 because we are at the beginning of 2024. So there are some articles I'm looking at here, and um, first we're talking about two. You know, what did we learn? in 2023. So that's something that we also want to look at. What what were the lessons? Okay. So what do you think might have been a lesson that you learned in 2023? Well, I think I think 2023 is is kind of what I'd call like a a reactionary uh, you know, this is really the way it's going to be and so we have to we have to adapt to the new uh, to the new way that that consumers are thinking that business is happening and and uh, it's very different from before COVID and that's I think what we're all coming to grips with. I think we thought, you know, as soon as COVID was over, we would just bounce right back to, you know, the the beginning of of how things were and people would just file back and and the supplies would all be there and all the materials we need to 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 do these things would just be there and uh that didn't happen and so we we spent the back half of 22 and i think most of 23 kind of adapting to the new reality of this is how it really is and so we've got to adopt some new strategies to -hmm. deal with uh, a workforce that's very disengaged. Um, Patricia, I was looking at some numbers. I was looking at a Gallup survey yesterday and reading uh, some of the trends that that have come out in the last um, 
six months of the year. And the United States uh, team member engagement numbers are the lowest they've been in over 50 years. Um, 22 to 23% of the of the workforce is considered considers themselves engaged in what the company uh-huh. is doing. So that means 70% are not engaged. Mm-hmm. So you can see up from the things that are happening in the marketplace that we've never seen happen before, because we used to have team members that were engaged, they cared, and they cared that the bolts were tied on the Boeing airplane, and they cared that, you know, that... But the right. companies, the management of these companies have done so much to disengage people that the quality of our products in the United States is really suffering. And yeah. so if you can get the quality, if you can get the product, then you you realize the prices have become exorbitant. I, that was my question, Paula, was price. Do you think yeah. the higher prices has something to do with all this? Yes, this is part of our new reality that I was talking about. Our new reality is disengaged team members who we have to work harder to get to engage them because they're extremely disengaged from whatever was going on during COVID. They checked out and they have not come back. So that's the new reality. The second thing is the prices and the supply chain. No Nothing the same, nothing similar. A lot of our products are not available anymore. A lot of our supplies aren't available. The companies run out of things and then they just tell you, oh, we're out of that or we don't stock that anymore. And oh, by the way, if you can get it, it's going to be three times higher than it was. And so can, I give all- an example? can I give you an example of that? I want to read yeah. this This is in McDonald's changes you'll see in 2024. It's exactly what you just said. It said, when I ordered a Big Mac, said a user unwrote it under McDonald's, I asked for extra double sauce. I get refused on the basis there's no way for them to ring that up for me. Whether or not you've been one of the lucky few able to snag a little bit of extra sauce over the years, it seems that a light bulb has finally gone off for the franchise. If people want extra sauce, then can't you just make it part of the recipe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great it's a great example because what's happened to the franchisees or the owner operators is the team members are disengaged, so very difficult to get them to come come to work. You have to hire twice as many as you need because you know half of them aren't going to show up for their shifts or or come back the next day after they work a shift. And this the the second thing is. It's it's very expensive. All the ingredients have doubled and tripled in price. So the franchisee owner is stuck with, do I give this person a 50 cent, you know, extra little packet right. of sauce or do I eat that? And yeah. the, the franchisees are making the determination that they're not going to eat that free sauce right. anymore. They're just not going to give it, which is really sad for the consumer. But let me read you again. I'm, I'm, I'm continuing from this article. Yeah. In 2024, your dreams will become a reality. The celebrated Big Mac sauce, which has inspired countless copycat recipes online, will be spread much more generously throughout the layers of the company's most famous burger. The coveted dressing, which is considered to be one of McDonald's best-kept secret recipes, will almost surely serve to improve the famous burger, no doubt making the taste buds all over the world very happy. 
Yes. So that's what you're saying for 2020. They're they're catching on. They're catching on, but here's the here's the um, here's the catch, the real catch. Uh, the price of the Big Mac will go up by two more dollars. Really? Yeah, <clears throat> because that's what's happening. The as I said, the owner operators are they are playing around with their pricing mechanisms to see what is the absolute top end that they can sell something to a customer. And they are getting very close to the top end when a Happy Meal is $10, when a regular adult meal is $18. I mean, it's it's incredible how much the prices have gone up. And like I said, this is kind of the new reality that we're in. So, so Paula, here's my question. Why would, if, if let's say a meal is $18 at a place like McDonald's, mm-hmm. why would you just go to another restaurant and sit down and get a cup of soup or something, right, And for the right. same amount of money? I guess the question I'm asking is, will this hurt the fast food industry or is the fast food industry going to do something to keep their customers or will they always keep their customers because people love McDonald's and the others? Right. Well, the customers have been pretty resilient about continuing to go, but I've noticed, like uh, recently, like a Panera Bread. Panera Bread has been known as one of the most expensive chains, yes, and they've really suffered on their guest counts. So they are offering right now a special for buy anything on the menu and get a cup of soup or a bowl of soup for a dollar. So you can see how. This is going to come full circle, Patricia. So they're going to start to try to figure out where can they cut the prices to give the consumer back a feeling of, well, I'm not just getting totally shafted every time I come in here. I'm, I'm, I see that the company is trying to do something for me, the consumer, rather than their bottom line. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess the question is, What's the good news for 2024, right? And we could go and look at that, too, with the fast food trends. But what what do you think um, is the good news for 2024? Because in, in terms of where you sit, now, you're a manufacturer, so you're, right. you're making the pies. You're making, so we don't know about Bama directly. We are eating your pies, but we're eating them at fast food chains that don't necessarily have your name on them. But right. still... You know, you are making your product. Right. Well, I think you're going to start seeing some price relief, Patricia, that will come in the form of certain products like the bowl of soup for a dollar. There's many McDonald's restaurants running uh, discount, a discount program for pies, uh, two pies for three dollars. And believe it or not. Two pies for $3 is a huge deal. It's a huge bargain yes, right yes. now because most of the, most of the chains have started selling a pie for a dollar. Um, and so, or a dollar 50 or $2 for one pie. So if you can get two pies for $2, then, you know, you've, you've got a, you know, a 50% break on your price. So a lot of people I think will start looking in 2024 for those deals and i think they will find them and they will have to look for them but i think they will find them and i think that's some of the good news that's probably coming out is as the 
cost of commodities starts to drop, you'll start seeing some of those restaurant prices drop. But does that affect you as the manufacturer? You see, that's the question. Does it yes. affect Because you're making it, they're buying it from you. So does it affect you or not? It affects them? And it affect, we, we are slowly but surely doing price reductions as, as we speak. We're starting to do, because the prices have all come down. So we're starting to pass through. So now you've just got to get the, to the franchise uh, you've got to get them. They're going to try to pick up some cash that they lost, you know, at the middle of last year when prices were escalating and they didn't weren't able to price fast enough. So they lost a lot of money. But I do think mid-year you'll start seeing a lot of these restaurant prices go down some. Okay, good. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Paula more about trends in the fast food industry in 2024, what we can expect. We'll talk some about food. And we're also going to talk about um, team building, because as Paula has said, has said, there's been a lot of disengagement. And how can we bring that back? You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for the Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. The See Differently Project will deliver us out of the echo chamber that we live in and educate and empower our listeners about the business of care. The care industry, from cradle to grave, encompasses a multitude of service providers. Some of these providers must have licenses, and some do not. It depends on the state you reside in. Nonetheless, this multi-trillion dollar industry continues to grow. Money exploited from consumers through this industry in 2022 exceeded $63 billion. Our mission at the See Differently Project is to educate and empower our listeners by bringing guests on who are professional experts in their care field, opening the dialogue, informing our listeners, and answering your questions. You will walk away with a new perspective and empowerment over your care needs. The See Differently Project is hosted by Renee Balcom, the nation's leading healthcare advocate, on Fridays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back. 
Uh, we're talking to Paula A. Marshall. She's the CEO of Bama Companies. Uh, they make a lot of the apple pies and fast food desserts for McDonald's, one of their biggest customers, as well as Pizza Hut, and as well as Walmart and many other uh, fast food chains and family restaurants. And their company is international now, uh, all over the world, in terms of their manufacturing plants. And Paul is also an author of several books. My favorite is Finding the Soul of Big Business and also The Executive Entrepreneur that she co-authored with Jim Stowell. So welcome back, Paula. So let's talk a little bit more about 2024 in terms of, yes, things are getting more expensive. We see it in the grocery store. I mean, I think we're, I mean, it's amazing. You know, I mean, fruit that was $3 or $6. I know. know. So... I guess the question is, what? how do we help people to be able to still eat well, right, and enjoy food with these price increases? I mean, mm-hmm. what kind of suggestions do you have? It's really, it's really tough. It's a really tough time for people, Patricia. I, I, I sense it. I feel it. We, because the wages, the wages did grow. In the early part of 2023, there were quite a bit of wage increases. And I think everyone thought that was going to help them get over the hump of all this other inflation. But the problem was that everything else went up, too. So eating out, even going to the grocery store, your money doesn't go as far. Uh, You know, if you have a balloon payment on your house, your house payment went up. So it's it's a it's all tied together, you know, what, what happens in the, in the universe and what happens in the world. So, you know, we've got wars in Ukraine, which affects the flower markets. And now we've got the Israel situation and that affects, you know, um, production and supply and, and, um, you know, what's happening to, you know, just the geopolitical landscape Mm -hmm. and, and those things tend to keep people more upset, more wound up, which, which keeps the, the markets a little higher and causes some negative reactions for people in there, you know, just just being upset. So that, that causes people to be less healthy, which usually we need to eat better, you know, right. when we're, when we're, when we're feeling anxious, but we typically don't. We typically go towards the comfort food, uh, a lot of a lot of really junk junk food is being sold right now, Patricia. It's incredible. It's and and, and let me say this: a lot Paula, of junk. Let me say that because some people will say, "Well, yeah, junk food, fast food is junk food," but that's not true. It is no. really changed. no. Our you know all all the all the food that we make for McDonald's is is one hundred percent grade A of everything. The shortening. The sugar. I mean, you would use all these same ingredients if you make you know, make a pie at home. It would have the same ingredients that we put in it. So the 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 deal is not so much that manufacturers are trying to curb and cut corners. It's just that with the rising food and the rising wages, the prices have gone so far up and they haven't come back down as fast. Yeah. I, I am predicting they will, but I unfortunately I think. The trend of people eating unhealthy food is going to continue as long as there's the amount of anxiety in the in the workplace, in the schools, in the everywhere we go. It's just 
there's just a lot of anxiety. But that's where the education comes in, Paula, because Mm -hmm. if you start eating more whole natural foods, fruits and vegetables, things that don't have additives and chemicals, it affects your mood. Yes. And certainly, even though fruits and vegetables are higher in cost, they're certainly going to be less expensive than buying a frozen dinner or buying a package. So if if you can do that, if you can use fruits and vegetables and make things from that and use whole grains, you can still do better and you're eating more natural foods. Right. Right. And I mean, I'm not going to say that eating at McDonald's is not eating a, a balanced diet, but I wouldn't advise eating there, you know, three meals a day or, you know, right. uh, seven days a week. But I think to have, you know, with the schedules that people have and, and I think the work women, the workforce, uh, women have taken it on the chin during this last, um, you know, 12 months because we're taking on the childcare when the kids don't go to school, when the schools are going on virtual, we already know that our kids aren't learning. That creates a lot more anxiety that creates, uh, you know, uh, even more bad decisions in terms of what we're all going to eat and how we're all going to, you know, diet and we'll do that tomorrow and we're not going to worry about it and that type of thing. So I think the best thing is to try to you know, eat what you can, do what you can, and get that 15, 25, 30 minutes a day of, of walking in, get your right. fitness, uh, go to an aerobics class, go to a Pilates class, go to a, you know, a, a you know, a, a class at the Y. I mean, those types of things are available to almost everybody, and it will make you feel so much better, even if you're having to make bad choices on your, on your diets right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing, too, that I've noticed is when you start to eat better, when you start to eat more whole foods, and then and you do that for a while, and then you go back and eat something that's junky or has very, you know, just has additives or chemicals in it, you mm-hmm. notice the difference. You don't feel good. Right. Right. And that's, that is what's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, Patricia, what the American consumer has kind of slid back. And we're all kind of consuming way too many, you know, packaged cookies and packaged, uh, you know, high fat, um, you know, different types of, you know, bags of things that are, you know, chips and all kinds of other stuff. It's all the comfort food that has kind of taken over in late 2023 and you know, the beginning here, it looks like it's going to continue for the next few months before people get back on a more healthy path. They're going to have to kind of run the cycle of how they feel eating all that stuff, and then they'll come back, you know? And and yet, Paula, there are some foods that I think are comfort foods, like Mm -hmm. a baked potato. To me, that's Uh comfort, right? Or chicken Mm -hmm. soup, you know, or vegetable soup. I find that very comforting. So I think... I think if we can change our perception, you know, right. even fast foods, there are things in McDonald's that you can get that are healthy and some of these other places, you know, where you right. can have a whole egg. It doesn't have to be fried with a ton of cheese on it. Right. right. So I, there, there are things that you can do. And, and what I think what you're saying is all of this is kind of accumulating where we don't feel good. We're very anxious about everything going on in the country. So then we don't take care of ourselves and then we feel worse. Right. Right. It's just a, it's a vicious cycle. So you have to kind of break the cycle by starting 
just in one place. So, you know, the, the big thing last year that also started um, that was that was helping a lot of people was these weight loss drugs. Uh, now, now, Zimpic has kind of gotten some bad press lately, but there are some other ones, the semi-glutides and those. Um, people are losing so much weight that they're not eating as much of the of those those other foods as they yes. were. And yes. I mean, Walmart actually reported in the last quarter of last year a, a t- about a two percent reduction in their top line retail sales. Be- then they attributed to so many people being on semaglutide, Wagovi, uh, you know, Ozempic. Losing all this weight and their appetites are not as big as uh, as they used to be, so that is a positive trend. I I feel like if people can kind of stay the course after they start tapering off of those medications, then we're going to see a lot less weight right. being carried around, which is right. the ultimate goal. Is right. I would like to carry around less weight because it's less for my heart to have to do, and right. it's. And it's just better for me. Right. You don't so, see as many people with without a weight problem in in the heart attack in the cardiac units. You don't see uh, people that are 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 thin or are you know of a certain weight. Um, you know, in hospitals and in the cardiac units, it just so does, your heart doesn't have to work as hard. That's right. That's true when you when you weigh less. We've got three minutes to break, and I want to ask you this question that I haven't ever asked you before. But, you know, you've been in the business, I mean, since you've been a child. And you mm-hmm. brought up your children, and you were in this business, which is the fast food business. How did you help your children eat well <laughs> as someone in this business who, you know, is in this fast food industry? Well, we tried to, you know, uh, one of the things that was very important to me and my son, man, he loved fast food. My daughters weren't quite as, weren't quite as into fast food as he was. But, you know, they're doing sports, they're doing athletics. We tried to have dinner at home, you know, four or five nights a week if I was, if I was there. If I was out of town, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're having dinner at home. And, and that way I can kind of tell what they're eating, and we can talk about, you know, is it okay to eat pasta? Is it okay to eat a hamburger? Is it okay to eat, you know, and those things are are fine, and that's what people people like. It's just, you're not going to probably cook french fries every night at home that you would get if you went out. So, hamburger and a salad, great. Hamburgers and french fries every night, not so great. Right. So what you're saying is the more you can be with your family and eat together and 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 regulate what you're eating, the better. Yes. Yes. I think eating as a family, having dinner together three or four times a week is is a wet great wonderful thing to teach your kids good social skills, to talk about what's going on in their lives, to you know, for everybody to to just sit down and you know, check in. And I think it's really important before they go up to their room and start doing their homework or playing games that you have that time. Right. All right. On that note, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Paula about 
One thing she said in the first segment about how many workers today are disengaged, as many as 70%, and what she's done with this at BAMA, which is their mission of people helping people be successful, and what are her suggestions during this time? My guest is Paula A. Marshall. She's the CEO of BAMA Companies. They make a lot of the fast food desserts, particularly apple pies and also pizza and uh, and buns and, and biscuits for <laughs> McDonald's and other family restaurants. And have and this business has been in the family business for over eighty years, right? And yes, in uh, grandmother's in, kitchen in table. Two thousand twenty-seven. It'll be a hundred years. So we're okay. going to have a big party. Good, and I'm coming. Yes, <laughs> we'll make sure you're there. <laughs> All right. Now, now, now we're going to take a break. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. 
Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. My guest is Paula A. Marshall. She is the Chief Executive Officer of Bama Companies. Their mission is people helping people become successful. And they make a lot of the fast food desserts and apple pies and biscuits and buns for uh, family restaurants like McDonald's, Walmart, Pizza Hut, and now their company is global. They have Beijing Bama, Bama Europa under her leadership. And it will be 100 years old. Bama in 1927 started on her grandmother's kitchen table. So welcome back, Paula. Thank you. All right. Talk about one of the things you said in the beginning about how so many workers feel disenfranchised and don't feel as though they're really part of their job and they're not excited. And Mm -hmm. the mission of Bama is people helping people become successful. Mm -hmm. So what would you say, and we've talked about this a lot, what do you think it is, why do you think it is that people are feeling disfranchised? Why is the percentage so high? And what Mm -hmm. things do you have? Well, I talk about uh, this with our company all the time. I talk about the post-COVID workforce, and 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 there's a tremendous amount of disengagement happened all over the world for companies all over the world battling the COVID situation. So, if you're in a manufacturing business like we are, we we restricted people from coming to the factories and we just had the bare minimum of people in the factory, which meant a lot of our team members were working remotely. Mm-hmm. And honestly, after about a year and a half, we could all feel the disintegration of our culture. We could feel it. We could touch it. We could put our finger on it. Cause I mean, I'm sitting at my house all day. I live three and a half miles from the, from the, factory. I, I mean, it's from one of our factories. I live five miles from the other and 10 miles from the other. It's like, you know, this is crazy. They don't want me to come down, you know? And so they were trying, I know they were trying to manage, you know, the number of people that came in because so many people were coming in with temperatures and we're having to record and send people home. And I mean, you remember all of that. And just multiply that by thousands and thousands of companies, you know, with thousands and thousands of people. And mm. I think the people it took the biggest toll on was that the Gen X, the Gen Zs, the Gen Ys, the younger, the ones in their 20s, mid 20s to say like mid 30s that mm. had never seen this kind of um, disintegration of a, of a culture, just never had the option of working Mm -hmm. remotely, never Mm -hmm. had a Zoom meeting, didn't know Zoom even existed. I mean, I remember the first time I got on a Zoom meeting after you're stuck at home all day and you're trying to just communicate with your team. And it's like, I'm going to try this thing called Zoom. And next thing you know, we're all using it. Everybody's doing their meetings on it. And that's how we're all communicating. It's just crazy. So let me just ask you quickly. mm -hmm. But you have a lot of team members that are in the plant making the on the assembly line, even though I know you have robots and things that help. So what did you do during that time? They had to be there. Oh, yeah. No, we we had temperature collections. We had, if you had a temperature, you couldn't come in. If, if you called in, you got two weeks of, you know, of pay um, and told not to come in for two weeks. I mean, it was a, a process that we had 
several management team members that were in every facility that were monitoring who was coming and who was going. I mean, I'm actually surprised that we could get our jobs done during yeah. this time. But I can tell you, we started hearing uh, beginning of last year, McDonald's starts having seminars. They start having webinars. They start telling us, you know, guys, the quality slipping, the, you know, we've got a, a major, major problem going on here. We've got a lot of mistakes happening. And, and what it came down to, Patricia, what everyone contributed to it, what attributed to it was the disengagement, the disenfranchise, the not coming, the not showing up, the not having to show up. Nobody cared if you show up, but just don't be sick, you know, that, that type of thing. The mistakes started piling up, piling up and piling up and piling up. And so you see it as a result of what you buy in the store. You see mistakes on everything. You see, um, you know, your materials aren't getting delivered when they say you're seeing your your products get get cut and substituted. You know, products that I used to be able to have readily available are not available because the company's not making it anymore. You know, things like cake mixes, chocolate cake and vanilla cake was it. You don't have any choices. There's no variety. It's the reason that was happening is because no one could get the workers, enough workers that weren't sick to come in and run the lines. So they mm. cut skews, they cut, you know, varieties, they cut everything. And so what I think then started to happen was we started realizing that this this is this is dumb. You know, we've all got to go back to work. We've all got to be there. We've all got to put our thinking caps on and figure out how to get around this. And I mean, it has taken us a year to just be able to figure out, like, what in the world is happening? So what and have it's you done? still happening. <laughs> it's still oh, happening. Oh, oh. But what have you done, do you think, that has made a difference? What are some changes? Well, oh. I would say that we've made we've made a, a very strong attempt to make, to get everyone back to every job every day. Okay. No more, no more working from home unless you are sick and you're not sick enough to come in but you can get on a Zoom call or you can get on a call or you can do a, you know, a, a, a word word call or something. Okay. But it's very rare that we add a Teams meeting now because except with our Europe teams, we meet with them every week on, on a Teams meeting. But that's because we're not physically there. But we go more often. We go more often now. To go over to see them, to go to check in, to look people in to, the to eye. Europe. To Europe. Give them a hug. Yeah. We're going more often. I didn't get to go over there, Patricia, for a year and a half. Wow. I mean, that's, that is crazy. We could not travel back and forth to Europe. We could barely go to New York. We could barely go to Chicago. I mean, you know, just think of it. The airlines, the amount of restrictions, the amount of vaccines and COVID cards you had to present to just get on an airplane. I mean, this was, this was rough. So mm. you, you've got a number of people, I believe, check, checked out and it's taking so much longer than anybody realized to have people come back. So the first thing is everyone has to get back. That's our company. I know there's a lot of people all, all across the world that are saying, foo to you, management, I'm not coming back. 
And that's a problem because when we really sit down and talk to people and we can give them a hug when they're not feeling good and we can tell them we care about them, we can show them our heart and we can bring them a flower if they're, you know, having a tough day. It's, it makes all the difference. It makes Mm -hmm. all the difference, Patricia, the human interaction. I just think that whole two years of of COVID has warped us into something that it's going to take a while for Mm -hmm. us to get back. But there's something you just said, I think, you know, when you talked about how um, giving them a hug, mm-hmm. I think what you're saying is one of the reasons that they are coming back in full force is that they know that they are valued. They know that they are worthy. They mm-hmm. know that they count. And I think during COVID, we often felt isolated. We didn't, yeah. we didn't feel we counted. And being connected and being valued is one of our core needs. And That's right. Safe and secure is another core need. And all of yes. those during COVID. So I think what you're doing is you're going back to those principles that you've always had with Bama of really Mm -hmm. showing people that you care, being there for them. And I think that's a big part of what's bringing them back. What do you think? And we're, and we're back to, you know, and because you helped us with the, with the training, Patricia, we're trying to reach out and do training with people who have real world problems and we're trying to do it through the computer um, you know, it's it's difficult for them to actually feel that empathy. So we're back to doing face-to-face training. We're, we're talking to our team members as much as we can. We're trying to empathize. We're trying to offer a lot more things through our caring center, a lot more time for counseling if they need it, if, if it's something that's happened. I mean, just think of the numbers of suicides, the numbers of oh, it's way people up. that have, oh my goodness, it's, it's, a, it's staggering. And, and all the ages, every, everything has skewed more to the younger folks. And, and it's, it's a sense of hopelessness, I think, that came from, from the COVID situation. And I think we as leaders need to be able to sense that in people because sometimes we're very, very, very surprised about, oh, this person took their life. I had no idea. Right. Right. But, and, and that's true. And yet we have to be more sensitive to really listen for coded talk when someone says, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Nothing means anything. That's coded talk. And so I think we need to be more diligent and aware. Um, Yes. And and I think that's something you're talking about. It's really feeling as though we're part of something again. That seems yes. Like that. I want to be. I want to be part of humanity. I want to see people. I want to share that I care about them, and I want to know that they care about me. And 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 that's the part that corporate America has not gotten right yet. And I think that's what the Gallup survey is showing, Patricia. We haven't got it right yet. We haven't reached out. We haven't put a hand out. We haven't asked people to come back. We're sending emails and letters and rather than calling. It's not the same. Yeah. And that's something Bama I know has done well. We're going to talk more about that. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk more about what are some typical issues. Now, when I do corporate training, one of the issues I hear a lot, and I'm going to ask you about this in the next segment, is people really have trouble saying no. They don't, and they don't know how to say it. And Mm -hmm. it's like they don't know how to be assertive. They're either aggressive or they're passive. Mm -hmm. They're either blurting it out or they're not saying anything. And so Mm -hmm. I want to talk 
you next about how do we say no and how are we able to feel safe to express ourselves and know that that it's okay and mm-hmm. then sometimes saying no is the right thing for us and for the team. All right, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. My guest is Paula A. Marshall. She's a CEO of Bama Industries, Bama Companies. They make a lot of the apple pies and fast food desserts for for, um, McDonald's and many other fast food and family restaurants. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. The boroughs are New York City. The burbs are everywhere else. Real estate is the ultimate game of risk and reward. It's the biggest investment most people ever make. Fortunes are made over a lifetime and lost in a day. And we're not playing with Monopoly money. How do you stay ahead? Who's buying? Who's selling? And why? What do they know? We want the truth. You need an edge. Burrows and Burbs is your secret weapon to giving you the insider knowledge and strategies you need to succeed in the high-stakes world of real estate. From Palm Beach to Palm Springs, Manhattan to Malibu, we press the experts to expose the pain, find the deals, and occasionally predict the future. That's Burrows and Burbs, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific, because everyone can make money in real estate. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Hi everyone and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living show. And our guest is Paula A. Marshall. She is the CEO of Bama Companies, and their mission is people helping people become successful. Uh, She assumed responsibility in CEO of Bama Companies in 1984, and now it's a global company. They have Beijing Bama, Bama Frozen Dough, Bama Europa, and they really provide a variety of frozen desserts and baked goods to fast food chains and casual family dining restaurants like McDonald's, 
um, and Walmart, Pizza Hut, and many others. She's also a, a wonderful author. My favorite book of hers is Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, A Big Business. And she's co-authored a book with Jim Strobel called The Executive Entrepreneur, How Can You Be Both? How can you take your executive skills as an entrepreneur and how can you take your entrepreneurial skills as an executive? So check those books out. You can go to her page on Facebook, which is Paula A. Marshall. Correct, Paula? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. So welcome back. Here's my question. And when I do trainings, I just did a training yesterday and this was the main question. How do you say no? How do you say no when someone, and we did an exercise where I, I said something like, you know, I really need this by tomorrow morning. And, you know, I've tried to get help and, and people aren't available. And so I really need you to stop what you're doing and get this to me tomorrow morning. Now, how do we say no when we really can't do it? I mean, how do we how do we say no without somebody thinking we don't care, we're not there for them? So give us some give us some insight, Paula. <laughs> well, I would say it's probably pretty basic. Who's asking you to get it done? So it's a little bit tougher to tell your boss yes. that you can't do it. That That's a hard one. Um, that one would have to take priority for me if, if it was me and I knew that my job could be on the line if I don't do it. Now, if it's a coworker and they're trying to push stuff off to you, then then that's a that's a, a different different equation. And that's where I would use my skills of, you know, my personal mission and working on things that uh, are are value and that give me a sense of my own purpose. And if it's important to you to support this person, then I would say yes. If this if this person is someone that always treads on your feelings and never supports anybody and is always running late and always needs help, I would I would politely decline. Because mm-hmm. at some point that person has to learn that they can't keep coming in and dropping little, you know, things that they haven't had enough time to do because they didn't manage their time correctly. And everyone else around them is. I mean that that's that's where we have to put our personal mission face on and say, okay, I have to really tell this person what I really think. And and it's it can be very difficult. It can be one of the most difficult things we do. But if you accept the challenge, then you're put yourself in a position where you're feeling stepped on and you're not feeling valued. And that's not what we want to do either. So I would look for a compromise. I would look to see if it's someone that is not in my personal mission statement, is not someone that I care about having a long-term relationship with. And and if this is something that happens repeatedly, I would just say, I can't help you today. And would you tell them why? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a firm believer in people need feedback. They need that honest feedback. And it's one of the hardest things to do. It's one of the hardest things to do because, you know, down deep, none of us like hurting someone. But, you know, when when it's important to you and the team, um, you've got to tell them. You've got to be the one to just say, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. And therefore, you're going to have to figure this one out this time. And I'm not I'm not around to help. I'm doing three other people's work. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What advice did you give the team when you were coaching them yesterday? Well, what it, mine was a little different because mm-hmm. what we were saying to them is, 
you know, I need this done. And the answers they put in the chat room were things like, I'd really like to help you. I'm on my own deadlines, but can I, I'm going to try to find someone else to help you. Let okay. me see if I find another team person. So That's it was more one. about, yeah, it was more about how do you graciously let them know, but you're still trying to help them. You just can't right. help them yourself. But you see how if someone's chronically doing this. Yes, I, that's different. Yes. Then, I would, then that's when I'm going to say you're not helping them if you continue to bail them out right. of a situation that they constantly find themselves in. Right. That's, where, that's where you have to kind of draw those nuances and you have to determine is this a, a habit, is this a, a, a professional habit that they have, that they've cultivated, that they wait till the last minute and then everyone else has to do their work for them. Yeah. And I think we all know someone like that. And it's really important that they know that you're drawing the line and you're not going to keep doing it. And they're going to have to change that habit to, they're either going to have to lose their job or they're going to have to learn some new habits. And that is stop procrastinating. Get your work done. And, and you as a leader, uh, as you said, you need, you can be helpful by letting them know that and maybe working with them or having yes. someone else work with them on the procrastination, checking on them, because that takes yes. some work. But again, um, if that yes. team member is valuable, then, you know, certainly working with them. So, Paula, we've talked about a lot today, but, you know, we're in a new year. Um, what would you like to leave our listeners with today, just in general? Well, I think when uh, there's so much going on, um, the news is seems like it's always bad. Um, there's all kinds of things that have been going on for millions of years. This is not a new phenomena. You know, the planets have been out there. The the uh, there's new discoveries every day that that uh, people were here a long time before we ever thought they were hundreds of thousands, millions of years ago, and people have been dealing with with problems for millions of years. So when you can kind of put things in perspective and you can say, okay, to my higher power, to God, to, you know, if you're a Christian or Muslim or whatever you, your faith, you have to rely on that higher power through mm-hmm. prayer and meditation to give you the faith mm-hmm. to keep putting one foot in front of the other and know that everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Thank you. That's a wonderful message. I need to hear that message today, too. (laughs) (laughs) Put some faith in that God, right? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Paula. It's always an honor and pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. All right. I'm going to stay on the line for a minute. You can find Paula's book, uh, Finding... uh, Finding the Soul of Big Business and the Executive Entrepreneur by going on the Facebook page. Correct, Paula? Yes, and they are available on Amazon also. Okay, wonderful. All right. That wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Um, Remember, uh, if you uh, would like to create your own podcast because you would like to get your positive message out, I've interviewed over 5,000 guest experts, and I'd love to help you do that. So contact me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. And on Facebook, I'm Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. You can find me there. And remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. 
Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.